You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners, Andrew here. I want to tell you all about a really awesome deal that I got from my friends and new sponsors, Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore. They reached out to me and they said, Andrew, we love Disability After Dark. We love your show. We love what you're doing. And we were wondering if you wanted to run some ads for us. And I was like, fuck yes, I do. But what are my awesome listeners going to get if I run ads for you? What are they going to get out of this? And they came back with a really fantastic deal that I want to share with you right now. I hope you're getting comfy, cozy, and crippled because this deal is pretty great. If you go to AdamEve.com, you can pick out almost any item in the store, almost any one item in the store, for 50% off. That means you can get one dildo, one lube, and one thing of lingerie, if you want, for 50% off. And then, once you get that one item for half price, they throw in even more free stuff. Let me tell you all about it. Okay, so you got your one item at half price in your bag, and you're ready to go, but guess what? This offer also includes 10 free items on top of that that other item. So you get one free item for penis havers, one free item for vulva havers, one free item for couples, and then you also get six free movies from the AdamEve.com website. You can get your favorite porn or an educational film. I love free movies. They're so awesome. This is such a great deal. And then, on top of that, you also get free shipping. What could be better? This is such a great offer. So, to redeem this great offer, what you're going to do is you're going to go to AdamEve.com. You're going to go to checkout, and you're going to type in DarkPod. That's D-A-R-K. P-O-D at checkout, and you're going to get one item, almost anything in the store, at 50% off, and then you're going to get those 10 free gifts, absolutely free, as part of your offer. This is such a great deal, and this is just for you, Disability After Dark listeners, and I hope you run over to AdamEve.com and take advantage of it right now. Content Warning The Language content and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. You're listening to Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories with your host, disability awareness consultant, Drew Gerza. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends. Thank you so much for clicking on this Brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I'm, of course, your daddy, Drew Gerza, your number one queer cripple, Drew Gerza. I'm all those things that get comfy, cozy, and crippled on this Boxing Day. 
let's start this new episode of Disability After Dark. First things first, as always, I gotta give a shout out to some of the wonderful folks that keep the bright light shining on this show, and the person I want to give a shout out today is Charlie, who gives $1 a month to keep the show going, which means they get the show one day early on our Patreon feed and completely ad-free, along with a sexy, awkward pun from me, and I hope, Charlie, you are, you make me feel hardly sad about having you listen to the show. It was a really bad pun. I'm sorry, but there you go. Thank you so much for your pledge, and it really means a lot. Thanks, Charlie. If you want to pledge as little as $1 a month or $5 a month to keep this show going, or more if you want to, really, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark, and for your pledge, you'll get a weird, awkward, on-air shout-out from me, and you'll get the show completely ad-free on our Patreon feed. Also, if anybody wanted to, you can also sign up to create a show with me, and you can make you can build a show with me either either as a guest for your pledge or I can do a show based on your topic idea. So um, you can do that if you pledge too to the at the five dollar level. All right, friends. Well, let's get on to the show today. A couple of weeks ago on the show, you heard me sit down with my friend Pup Amp, who's a, a kingster and a puppy out of San Francisco, and I got to sit down with Puppy's partner today, Daddy Christopher. And I have to tell you, I I am into Daddy, to Daddies, which is anybody who's listening who's not into kink, Daddies are older men who are a little bit kinky and a little bit, like, sexy and have a salt and pepper scruff to them. And Daddy Christopher is a kinkster, a pornster, been doing adult stuff for the last 30 years. He is so sexy, I can't even begin to tell you. I have such a crush on this dude that sitting down with him for this interview, I was nervous like you would not believe. I was sweating bullets the whole time because I have a giant professional crush on him. I love what he does on What's the Safe Word with his partner, Pup Amp. They run the What's the Safe Word YouTube channel and What's Your Safe Word podcast, which I was on recently. And I got to sit down with Daddy Christopher and talk about disability and give him tips and tricks on how to approach a disabled person at a leather bar and what might happen to his daddy status were he to become a wheelchair user tomorrow. We had a really fun chat and I got to explore how kink and disability might play out for him. He he answered questions about what's appropriate in kink around disability or he asked questions rather and I answered them. We had a really good chat, and I love bringing the issues of disability to the kink world, and I wouldn't have wanted to to do it with anybody other than Daddy Christopher, because he was so thoughtful in his responses and the way he thought about stuff. It was really, really fun to sit down with him. Also, on a totally separate note, he had his nipples out the whole time, and as a queer man, I gotta say, nipples get me excited in ways I can't explain, and so it was really cool to see him on camera being a bit flirty. We flirted for the whole freaking hour. It was great. Um, 
And I really, I like this episode because the last episode you heard, episode 221, was really cool and really journalistic and really important. But this one's a bit lighter and a bit more playful than last week. So we needed a bit of a palate cleanser, I think. And this is the perfect one to do that. So without further ado, here's my interview with the hottest daddy ever, Daddy Christopher, right now on Disability After Dark. Mr. Christopher, hello. Hey, how are you, sexy boy? Good. It's so nice to have you on Disability After Dark. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I had such a porn crush on you for for so many, <laughs> such a long time. Oh, really? For such a long time, and I'm, I'm so excited that we're finally sitting down together. Yeah, nobody can see it, but I, I thought I'd dress up for you today. Well, actually, you dressed, well, you did dress up, but you also dressed down, sort of, because well, you're not wearing... Both. Yeah, wearing, you're not wearing, well, you're not wearing as many clothes as my usual guests do, which is nice. <laughs> which, I, which, as a queer man, I'm, I fully appreciate. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, well, thank you. Um, so, for anybody listening who is listening, who's like, who is this person? Why are they here? <laughs> Can you um, introduce yourself to the audience and tell us about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name's Mr. Christopher. I go by Daddy and Sir most of the time, um, unless I'm switching and then I mess up. Uh, I have been in porn, directed porn for the last 30 years, uh, and my pup has started a channel called What's the Safe Word on YouTube, which I now co-host with him, and suddenly every li- everyone likes daddy, daddies, so that's I'm a daddy. I mean, we all liked daddies, and we yeah. all... We always have. We were just afraid. We needed an outlet to say we did, and now we do. <laughs> so, I mean, I discovered you through Pop Amp, who was on the show a couple weeks ago. Sure. Like, and I discovered him. I discovered you through him, and like I, I followed him, and I saw that you, you and him were in like all the photos together. So I was like, who is that not really attractive person? And I want to be their friend. And how do I do that? So, I'm a little bit shocked because I've been following all your stuff for quite some time. Yeah. But, um, Where do you follow the most? I saw well. I, I on Twitter. On the Twitter, on the yeah, on the, the Twitter. Tweety, okay. Because of the Twitter, you can post. You can you can show everything. Yeah. Yeah. I get to see you do inappropriate things. You look. It's great. It's good. Um, I do inappropriate things every day. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, let's get it rolling. My my first question to you is. Are you somebody who experiences disability at all? Do I have any? I don't really think I do, except for old age, if that can be (laughs) considered a disability. I forget things a lot, and now I can't bend over as much as I used to be able to. Actually, that actually is a problem because I like to sub. And I can't get on my knees anymore. On the floor, no way. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I can't complain too well, much. I've never been on my knees, and I can suck a mean dick. So, I mean, I'm sure you could find your way around it. A new way to do it? Yeah, yeah there's, but there's something about being on your knees, which is like just this uh, BDSM go-to kind of, you know, uh, would it be a trope? I don't know what, yeah, what you would call it. Yeah, I guess it's like a... Just being on your knees in front of a master serving them, and then not being able to do that, you're just like standing in front of them, going, "I can't get down, sir. Sorry." <laughs> so, like, so do, do you think 
and this is like a question I had later, but do you think like there's a way to make that more accessible? Um, I get around it sometimes like putting a pillow on the floor, which isn't very sexy. <laughs> um, I get around by, uh, you know, those, um, foam roller things. Yeah. That, yeah. So actually that really works because it keeps my, uh, uh, I guess, I don't know the parts of my body, uh, but the lower than your thighs parallel to the floor your, and your toes not hitting. What is that? Uh, your your ankles? Yeah. Okay, we'll say ankles. Usually they're up, but your your foreleg. <laughs> what is that? foreleg? Yeah. Yeah. Shin, calves. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's what they are. There it is. Yeah. Um. So other than other than you know old age, which which some would say you know there's a there's definitely a correlation between getting older and disability. A lot of the things overlap. So, sure, you know, as again, my memory keeps going, so I keep going. Do I have early Alzheimer's? I don't know, or is this normal? <laughs> like, I mean, you, you might just, you might also have like again. I don't know. I'm not diagnosing. I'm just possibly suggesting like maybe this may be ADHD. Maybe there's like some stuff going on there. Oh, are you accusing me of having low attention span? Listen, <laughs> I'm just saying that some people sometimes a lot of people have and a lot of people have invisible stuff that takes forever to get diagnosed and forever to, like, get understood. So, again, not diagnosing you. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying that maybe there's stuff there you don't know yet, which is totally fine. Maybe. I might have to go get that looked at. Um, do, and so a, uh, a sub-question to that. Okay. See what I did there? See what I did? Um, mm-hmm. So so what is, what is, if any, your experience with – Disabled people just out in the world, not necessarily sexually, or it could be, but just in the world. Um, I haven't had that that many interactions. I don't know very many people that are uh, disabled, truthfully. Um, oh, we just changed that. Hi, my name's Peter. Hi, how are you? Good. <laughs> um, it just I, I lived in a very sheltered world, I guess. Um, I haven't, um, no, I, I, I truthfully can say I do not know any disabled people in my, I, oh, that's, that's not true. I've, I've had deaf friends before yeah. and, communi- and learned how to communicate with them. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's so funny. Sometimes you don't think of people as disabled. You just think of them as the people in your group that, of you, course. And you know, so I guess being deaf is a disability, correct? Yeah, that's tough because I would say yes, but okay. someone in the deaf community might say, "Well, I don't see it that way." So it's really, and and see, this is why I don't know. I don't know where the parameters are. Um, it, it seems like an overreaching umbrella, um, and some people don't want to be identified as that. Yeah, and I mean, I think those umbrellas are really. It's hard. It's. I mean, for me, like, and I, I am. I am severely, complexly, in every way disabled. So like there's there's no way that I can run from it and I can't run at all. So that's also really funny. But uh <laughs> but like, you know, I I also have to be careful in those spaces about the terminology that I use because right. someone might like it and someone might say, Hey, how dare you? Why did you use that? Yeah, and one of the things, because I was, uh, during, when you came on our show, um, one of the things I really appreciated about you was, so what I, what I am most afraid of lately is saying the wrong thing because the call-out culture that we're in, 
um, and the cancel culture that we're in um, that didn't used to be that way when I was a young lad 50 years ago. Um, and How old so, are you there, Daddy? When you I'm 52. Um, hi. Hi. So I have crushes on dudes in their 50s. We should hang out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so, so what happens is when you're afraid to say the wrong thing for the fear of offending somebody, um, you say nothing and yeah. you do nothing. Um, yes. So it's nice to be in a place that you feel that you can make a mistake and still not be dragged over the coals for it, and then you learn and you learn how to be in, in those environments. See, I don't think it's a mistake. I think it's a process of learning, and I think when it comes to disability, it's, and I say this all the time in the work I do, it's really easy to drag you over the coals and scream at you on the Twitter and tell you you're an ableist and say you fucked up and how dare you, you're a fucking asshole. But at the end of the day, if I looked you in the eyeballs, I would never say that to you. I would probably sit you down and say, hey, can we talk about what just happened there and why I don't like that? Like, that doesn't feel nice. But because social media has, has actually, even though I use it a lot for what I do, it's disconnected us from what we're, from, like, connection. And so I, I spend a lot of my work as a disability consultant saying, yeah, make that mistake, and I'll, I'll show you why that may be a problem or why, how we can work around that to find a solution so it's not, so you're not called out, and I don't feel like shit. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I love that. Speaking of <laughs> calling out, uh, yes. I'm, I'm not going to call you out, but I, I do have questions. Do you have any burning questions about disability that you're like, that you were like too afraid to ask, but now we're here and we open that door so you can ask them? <laughs> burning. No, so one of the, one of the things, because I, I'm, Mainly in BDSM spaces, um, I'm a leather top and sub. Um, well, I know exactly who you are. Don't worry, I've followed all your things. I know who you are quite well. So one of the things I really like um, in play is restraining. Um, so restraining somebody's limbs so they can't do anything. One of the questions I'm, I'm curious is, is that offensive to do some to somebody who can't use their limbs? Um, because to me, in a way, that's kind of hot that I, I don't even have to tie you down and you're helpless under my mercy. I think, first of all, let me know when COVID's over. I'll fly right down and we'll try that. <laughs> Secondly, um, I think, you know, it depends on the person and it depends on their comfort level. And I think that it would make it a lot easier if they were into being tied up and, like, they couldn't use their limbs or they had, like, they had the inability to move around, which, you know, you're just, I, and I know people who have limb paralysis, but most people have some movement in their limbs, even if they can't move their limbs. So even if they don't have a limb, they have, like, feeling in that, in their stump or in their, th so, like, I think the idea that you, that the person could just not move mm -hmm. feels not true, but I feel like also, like, you could say to them, like, hey, I want to tie you up as part of the scene. Can I, like, you would ask them, can I do that? You would really, like, go in with consent first and say, like, I want to do this to you because I think it's hot. But well, er everything I do is with consent. Yeah. Uh, so, but even asking the question seems like it could be offensive. Um, so, um, I mean, it could be, but I think you, I think when it gets to, like, look, if the disabled person's in that space with you and they want to, they want to do BDSM with you, You've already crossed that threshold. You may as well just ask the question. And if they if they get offended, then you pull back and say, okay, sorry, let's how do we like 
how do we work that out? How do we, how can we manage this? Like, so you feel comfy. I think it's a, I think those conversations are so important because so many disabled people, and I've said this so many times on this show, so many disabled people love kink and they love BDSM and they love leather because it allows for them to get beaten up or get tied up or get, you know, subbed in a way that makes them think less about their disability pain and more about the enjoyment of the play. So I think you should just ask the questions and hope and, you know, what, what else. Sure. I mean, yet and that's what you would do negotiating any scene. Um, and yeah. so there was another part of that where you were like, it's kind of hot that you can't move. That's no, so actually, so my mind is so sadistic and sick sometimes. It would kind of be fun, you know, like in a humiliation, not a humiliation, but like a total control thing is not even tying their wrists down if they couldn't move their wrists, but just laying the rope across it and not even tying it in a knot. That's just how sick and perverted my mind goes. <laughs> like, I think, again, I think if you had a conversation with them about, like, how it worked for them, that'd be really hot. I think, I, I do think it's interesting, though, you said, you know, you said it's kind of hot, they can't move. That's the part where, as a disabled person, I kind of go, I know where your brain's going because I know, like, what you do, and I, I get that. Yeah. But also, as, like, a disability activist, I'm like, oh, okay, we should, like, unpack, <laughs> unpack, like, why? And, like, how did you get, like... So, because what that could suggest is, like, you think because you're disabled, they can't move, that they're more pliable for you. And so it... it, 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 it it's not more pliable. It's just, it's very, um, it's a unique situation that I don't have with, uh, that I wouldn't have with others. Yeah. So, so like, it, it's actually more appealing because you're like, this is new and different. Yeah. See, like, that part I like, like, like leaning to the, to the different sexy part of the disability. Right. Stay away from, like, I'm going to use your disabled body to make my fantasy yeah. go. <laughs> it's more of the, ha-ha, you can't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> don't do that so much. But <laughs> but uh, do you have any other burning yeah, so, questions? So uh, a couple times I've been at a leather bar and I've, I've watched a uh, somebody in a wheelchair come through, right? And I wanted to talk to them, but the the leaning, I you're not on the same plane because of head height. I mean, you're on a good sexual plane because of head height, but mm, you're not on yeah. a good talking plane. So is I, I don't know what the right thing to do for engaging in or, or initiating a conversation with somebody in a wheelchair, especially in a crowded leather bar where, where bending over and sitting isn't kind of, I mean, it's, you're, it's too crowded. And they are, they've, I've watched already them struggle to get to the position that they're at because they have to move people away yeah. and pe- people are looking at shoulder height so they don't even see them coming. Um, and then everyone just kind of, I've seen it over and over. Everyone just kind of moves away and gives them their own space and nobody talks to them. Yeah. So, uh, what is the, what, what would you suggest doing in those kind of situations? I would suggest that you go up to them and you like motion, you want to talk and you, you bend down initially and you say, is it all right if I bend down to talk to you right now? Like, so we can hear each other or would it be cool if we go over to this, spot so I can hear you or can we go like outside so we can you know it's more accessible for you show them that you want to be as accessible as possible and you realize that this particular spot right now might not work 
Um, it's like, first of all, it's amazing that they're there because so many leather bars are not accessible. So it's kind of awesome that you found a wheelchair user in the bar. I, I live in San Francisco. They're, all the space, event spaces are very um, accessible okay, uh, by, by city law, actually. I mean, so. I have to move there because, I mean, well, I can't move there because I talked to my other friends who live there, um, Matt Fuller and Ray Cooper of the Daddy Issues podcast. They, right. Matt Fuller works in real estate, and he's like, yeah, none of the houses, you couldn't, you couldn't live there because none of the houses are accessible, so... Shit. Sure, sure. The ones built in 1910 with three flights of stairs, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's the <laughs> <a> problem. Um, <laughs> but so the, yeah. the b- bars and restaurants all have handicap ramps. So when am I coming to meet you at a bar? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so to answer your question, yeah, I think you would you would bend out initially. And you okay. would say, like, hey, I want to chat with you. Can we go somewhere that's more accessible for both of us? Because um, I want to be able to communicate with you, and this is hard, and I, I I see that this is tough for you. Now, that's hard to do in a bar, but say that say as much as you can. I think bending down, some people would say, oh, my God, bending down is so rude, blah, 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 blah. And I that's, would... That's why I wondered. Like, at one like, point, I... Like, is squatting I, better? Like... I mean, we're in a leather bar, so I would be... I would, first of all, I would love to see you squat for me. Secondly, uh... <laughs> <laughs> secondly, um... I don't think it's inappropriate. Like, if you if you did that and then, like, put your hands all over my wheelchair, that's weird. But if you just squatted to, like, talk to me like a human because you wanted to get closer to hear me in a crowded leather bar, I wouldn't take offense to that. I don't think that Well, I wouldn't put my hands all over your wheelchair except to get back up. <laughs> I mean, well, you'd be surprised. Once I'm down, it's hard for me to get back up. <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, you'd be surprised how many... How many People I've met who are well-meaning and well-intentioned, but they'll touch your chair or your mobility device without consent, and it's like, hold on, hang on, why are oh, you touching me there? I would be terrified of doing it because they're all electronic now and touching the I, you. I would definitely touch you the button. You would catapult me across the room. Which is <laughs> a whole different kink that was not consensual. Yeah, that I wasn't ready for at all. Um, no, but I think, you know, I think that, first of all, the fact that a disabled person's in a leather bar is great because it doesn't happen very much in Toronto. Um, right. So I think that's awesome. I think I think the the discomfort you have is good because it means that you you want to learn and sometimes learning about disability is scary because we don't have you have no frame of reference for that. So I, I think if that happens again and you're uncomfortable, kind of lean into that discomfort a bit and figure out like why. I love leaning into discomfort. I mean, it is my it's my jam. It's my favorite thing. And I feel like there was a kink joke there. <laughs> Definitely a kink joke there. Um, but, you know, don't be afraid of it. Well, that's not true. Be afraid of it, but be aware that you're where the fear comes from. What that fear is, ableism, and that's okay. Sure. Um, any other... Any other... Actually, let me let me pull up my proper questions and pretend to be a, a oh, real. Oh, okay. Interviewer. Are you prepared for this? Well, I pretended to. Uh, <laughs> um, so, other than other than being, oh yeah, this is this is the question that I want to get to because it's really good. Um, so I love that you refer to yourself as a daddy. It's my favorite thing. I think that is really cool, and I've been calling myself a disabled daddy for years now because. Oh, I like that. I mean, how much more daddy could I get? I'm in a wheelchair. I can't walk. I need help to pee. 
I need help to feed myself. Like I'm basically the master daddy. It's great. Wait, um, is that the definition of daddy? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Just getting older is like totally the definition of daddy. God, I need help peeing now too. <laughs> <laughs> so then we can, we can be disabled daddies together. We should totally just like, turn my bathroom floor into a water sports arena. <laughs> like, I never hit the toilet anymore. <laughs> amazing. So, yes, you then, welcome to disabled daddyhood. Yeah, I'm going to be a splash daddy. <laughs> amazing. Um, uh, so, well, same question. Yeah, you. Oh, like, sorry, I keep distracting you. Is I mean, it my nipples? It is your nipples. They're quite nice. I do like your nipples. You, I mean, on a completely tangential side note, holy fuck, you're attractive. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. And yes, I'm flirting with him. And that's, yes. that's always what you want to hear from a boy. I mean, and yes, there's consent. And yes, anybody listening is like, I hope he consented. He did. Oh, he's yeah. In, he's wearing leathers and no clothes right now. It's fine. Um, so I wanted to ask you, and I asked the same question of your pup when I talked to him mm-hmm. on the show a couple weeks ago, if you were to say, become a wheelchair user tomorrow, how do you think your experience of subbing kink daddyhood would change? Mm, that's interesting. I would definitely have to move out of my apartment because there's a flight of stairs. Um... Yeah, I would have to adapt for, to um, – so if I continued topping, I would have to – so all my toys are already on – wait, so am I just unable to use my legs? I'm just in a wheelchair? Let's just, Yeah, let's just say – What, say what you, am I able to – Let's say you have cerebral palsy. You, you can move your legs. You can move your dick. You okay. just can't walk. Just can't walk. Uh, yeah, I'd have to lower – actually, my place is kind of set up for it already uh, because I don't like putting things in drawers, so I have everything on a peg wall that oh, I, I need. So I just would have to lower the peg wall. Um, let's see. I would – what else would I do? I, I think I could still be as dominant in a wheelchair as I am now, and I, I – Actually, I would just I would make the sub do a lot more work. <laughs> and actually, I'm okay with that because topping is exhausting. People do not understand how much work it is. As the, the sub is is strapped down, not moving, I'm running across the room getting this thing and then coming over here and then da 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 and da da da. It's a lot of fucking work. So you could make the sub do it all for you. I could. That would be if he wants to make him work for it. And I mean, when I'm with. When I I'm I'm a switch, but when I'm with when I'm with a sub and I'm doming, that's what I mean to do. Like, and most of my sex, even with John Shield, is me telling him what to do and like telling him stuff to get or letting him do the stuff while I don't move because I can't. So like, I think you're as a disabled, you know, kinkster, your access to certain things would change. But your mindset, I don't think, would change at all, and you would still be, you'd probably even be kinkier because you'd have to adapt the kink with your to, mind. Yeah, yeah, and you'd have to adapt how it, how you, how, what, how the play plays out. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm thinking that. So I, I'm thinking both things: the logistics and um, the mind fuck. So, um, is there any part of that, like when, because I, I pose this question to a lot of porn stars, a lot of like, like. 
gay men, gay men in the community because I really wanted to talk about ableism and get them to think about it differently. Was there any part of that experience, of that question, like if you became disabled, any part of that that kind of scared you or made you like, oh, that's... that's um, no, I, I've, because I, I have, uh, I dropped a weight on my toe this year and broke my toe and couldn't walk on it for six weeks. Um, last year moving, I threw out my, <laughs> I couldn't walk for six weeks <laughs> and, and literally, I literally couldn't get out of bed for five days. And I was like, you know, you're getting older. It doesn't terrify me. It just, it just. It feels, yeah, if that happened, that would happen, and I would just have to adapt and change. Wow, so. that's the first time I've asked that question, and somebody was like, yeah, it'd be all right. it would be all right. Usually, like, when I ask, and I typically ask gay men this question on this show, they get all like, oh, I don't know. Like, they get, You can see them get uncomfortable. You're the first person that I've asked that that's been like, oh, yeah, it would just be what it is. That's yeah, and I don't want to diminish it. It just, it, I'm the same way with money. You know, I am not one of those people who's hoarding away for retirement because, or trying to, like, I, I, I don't, I don't worry about the future. I'm, I'm going to die poor. I'm pretty sure, I'm, yeah, and I'm too. okay with that. I'm, I know I'm fortunate to have good health, and I know that that is fleeting for a lot of people. And I just would count myself lucky to have had the good health that I had for as long as I did. And, but the rest I'd have to adapt. What other kind of, like, like dumb or daddy stuff do you do that you think would change if you were disabled? Um, I, it would it'd be... I would do less setup because when I... When I uh, I'm going to engage in a scene. I do a lot of prep of like making sure if we're going to do the sling, making sure the sling's hung. If we're going to do electro play, making sure all the electro toys are out. I would delegate more um, instead of doing it all myself. And because, you know, part of, part of what I like to do as a dom is do the razzle dazzle thing and blindfold them. They don't know what's coming next kind of thing. Um, so that takes a lot of forethought. I probably would wing it a lot more. I mean, it's it's interesting you say that because I feel like if you, if you ever encounter a disabled sub that you're working with or, like, somebody who, who is willingly wanting to do that, you might have to change up the way you do that because people with sensory stuff, like, some people might not be able to handle being blindfolded because their disabilities would be like, whoa, whoa, that's just too much. Like, so you might have to just, you know, that, that made me think like that. You might have to change the way you do certain dummy things so that it can be accessible for them. Wait, but you're not, you're talking about both of us being disabled? No, well, first of all, that'd be so hot. Let's do that. Secondly, secondly, no, if you had, if you were able-bodied and you had a disabled okay. sub and you went to go blindfold them. Yeah, know? I was, I was still on the disabled dom able-bodied sub. I mean, Yeah. But, yes, you're right. Of course, if, if they were disabled as well, I would be overly cautious about sensory deprivation, impact play, all those things. Because you, you don't know what would trigger someone. You don't know what. No, 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 no. And you have no idea how to, like, manage that. In the, in the moment, it's really hard to help somebody through if they're... If it's triggered, then you have to deal with it. It's really hard. Oh, yeah. That, that shuts everything down. I was triggered once. 
<laughs> and I, I was not expecting to be. And it was, I was, I was sucking this guy's dick and he was so hot. I was into it. And in the moment he slapped my face and I just like saw red and I don't know why I just went, I completely shut down. I was furious. Like, and then I, I thought about it. The, I think I went to therapy about it, and I, I, it was because my mother had slapped my face when I was 13 um, oh, and wow. caused me to run away. And that's what triggered it. And I had never, you know, I never thought about it. I mean, I've had my back whipped. I've had my ass whipped. Da, 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 so face slapping shouldn't have bothered me, but that just triggered me. And like, so you never know what's going to cause Yeah, something. and, like, if somebody has invisible disabilities and, like, stuff you can't see, if you did stuff like – if you did stuff – as simply as, like, blindfold them, it might cause a huge issue for them. So I think if you ever work with a disabled sub you who's, like, identified themselves as disabled, you might say, like, hey, let's have a conversation about what your access needs are before we do this. Like, yeah. I think something you could do that's really, that would be super hot, I think, is if you started incorporating, and this is just a suggestion, take it or leave it, but you could... um Start incorporating, like, hey, before I suck your dick, what are your, like, sexy access needs right now? Your sexy access needs? Yeah. Okay. I got it. And maybe that's, like, a thing you incorporate into your play, so that if somebody does have invisible disabilities or, invis- or disabilities you can see but they don't want to disclose, in that moment they can say, oh, yeah, I have this. Or I have anxiety, or I have like OCD, or I have ADHD, or I have fibro, or I have certain things, and I, now you give me the permission to tell you, Daddy, Sir. Like so, I think that can be really, really, it's super accessible, and it's kind of it's hot, it's hot. I like that. Yeah. Just me throwing out the throwing out. No, the I like it. I like new <laughs> new things like that. Um, what other kinky shit do you like to do? And let's explore how we can make it accessible. Oh, well, my biggest turn on is nipple play. My nipples are hardwired to my dick. So being able, having a sub or anyone playing with my nipples, that's my biggest kink. Well, for a lot of disabled people, with I'm thinking specifically of myself, because I'm just thinking of my, my, body experience and disability, like, that's a really accessible thing, so I don't have to do much movement to get a hold of your nipples. Like, I can just be there and grab your nipples, and I don't have to do much. So for me, in terms of accessibility, that's great. Um, but, like, clamps and stuff for disabled people, some people might have a really high pain threshold, mm-hmm. and some people might be like, oh, my God, that hurts way too much. So I think, again, a discussion of, like, saying to a disabled person that maybe also wants to try nipple stuff, asking them, like, what are your, what is your disability pain threshold like, and how does your disability interact with pain? Really, like, asking them that as a daddy and as a sir and all those things, but I think it could be really hot to have this guy you're about to fuck ask you, like, hey, what, how do, how do we make this more accessible? Well, and, and... And whether disabled or able-bodied, I I always start slow with the lowest pain and move up. So I, I if you could pass the clothespin test on your nipples, you probably could take more because that's the lightest. 
I mean, I've had people ravage my nipples. I, should, I would be just fine. I would be <laughs> just fine. I had no doubt. Um, and I have rods in my spine, and I've had major surgery that's, like, excruciatingly painful. I'd be fine. Um, <laughs> um, so get, get me a bag of clothespins. Yeah, pretty much. It's Good Christmas. Send me some. Good boy. Um, <laughs> so uh, what I want to ask you, like, what – what questions do you have about disability that I can help answer right now? Because I'd love to explore some, like, other burning questions you have about disability just generally that I can help answer to make your kink hotter and more fun and more... Burning. Burning. Um, let's see. So if... Uh, so depending on what the disability is... So this is the overarching thing for me. Um, like getting in and out of bed, you use a swing, right? A hoist, yeah. A hoist. And, and so my mind goes to sling right away. <laughs> so I mean, I'm like, you're already in the air. <laughs> we could put me in a, in a sling, but I couldn't do much. Like my, the thing I have on my, um, my bed is like a track. So it's like a track. So it's, it, it hooks up to a medical sling and I sit in it while they move me around. So that is not sexual for you at all. Oh, totally is. John Shield. Oh, okay. That's John Shield and I play with that thing all the time. Oh, see, like, that's I. I'm like I'm like fascinated with the new toys that are available. No, it is it is the thing that I love about John Shield, and I know audience. I've, said, I've mentioned him a million times, but who cares? Oh, and I love he's, I he's, love John Shield. He's he's the sweetest human being on the space of the earth. Um, the thing I love about him is every time he comes over, he's like. Ooh, your hoist! And he's like, he doesn't care about me. All he wants to do is play with the hoist. You're lucky if you don't get him out of the hoist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, like, and we'll do things where he'll he'll anchor his body on the hoist when we're when I'm eating him out or when we're fucking. He'll like he'll he'll use it as a anchor for himself. So it is part of our play. And okay. like we've made out when I'm in the sling and I'm being transferred. Like there are. It definitely has become a part of my experience. And so one of one of my favorite toys is I do I have a chain hoist yeah. with a hook on it, and I use that for stretching a boy's arms above his head or attaching a rope that I've tied around their balls, and I'll slowly bring it up. So um, or lifting them off of the ground in like a harness. Um, so just that that feeling of no control that the hoist brings because it takes you off of the ground. Um, having it to be electric and motorized is like a fantasy of mine. Well, you need to come to Toronto and visit me. <laughs> uh, and you and John, I'm getting that. Yeah. You, me, and John can play the hoist. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. So, but, so, but, so basically, this this whole podcast was just your calling card to get me out there to pretty you know, much to gain my with John. Like, yeah, pretty much. It was my root okay. to be like, "Can we please fuck? I want to fuck you." Like, Got it. Uh, but no, I think I think you know the the hoist is something, and even when I'm in a, in a medical context, it is really freeing to get out of my wheelchair for a minute and just hang my body over, like because it'll hang over my bed, so I can hang over my bed and just kind of sit there for a minute and let my body drop into a position, and I think being because right now, even as I'm talking to you in my chair, while I'm comfortable and I'm sitting here, my whole body is tense because I'm talking and working. When I'm in the swing, 
I can just let go. And there's something really, yeah, there's something really sexy about that when, say, you know, a lover's there. Would you equate it to being, I don't know, like pot is legal here, so would you equate it to being stoned relaxed? No, no. 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 No, but like, because when you're sitting in your wheelchair, well, people don't realize when you sit in a wheelchair for 18 hours a day, the Uh pressure on your skin and on your body, you don't even feel it. But the minute I get out of my chair, I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel it now. Like, I feel all that pressure. So when I get to go out of my chair into my sling, especially if I'm going out of my chair to my sling to fuck somebody, uh, I'm completely relaxed. And so, so so you just described the feeling I have about wearing boots all night and then coming home and having those boots taken off. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so much better. It's exactly, I make the same sound the minute I'm out of my wheelchair. It's like, okay, uh, I can, like, I love my chair and I'm very, like, I love being in it. It's my legs, it's my, my world. But when I'm out of it, it's like, okay, I can, I can, I feel different. So, and I think, you know, when I'm with a lover and I'm being transferred back and forth, like, when I, will use John, when I'm with John, it feels really nice because he knows how to use it. Like, we don't, we don't have to, I don't have to teach him because he knows. And so I feel really honored to show him that stuff. I was really scared when I first met him to show him how to do all that because I was like, oh, my God, you're going to be really afraid of all this stuff. But now it's a part of our, when we hang out, it's a part of our play. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so so I, like, to answer the larger question, I, what was the larger question? I've been trying to end up with the best. Oh, you're, you're expecting me to remember something? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, we started with what I like. I like nipples. <laughs> nipples. Um, so I, I I really enjoy your nipples. So uh, what else? What other stuff do you like that we can see if they're more accessible? Oh my God, you're attractive! Wow. Um, uh, I'm also really into uh, having a boy sniff my pits and lick my pits, uh, my armpits, and especially if they're into that man scent. Um, I don't know why that turns me on so much, but and my my pits, they have a very musky scent. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm and when boys like that and they get into that and the noises they make getting into it, uh, that turns me on so much. I, I mean, again, you have totally accessible options for me because right, basically, yeah. like, because so I'm, you're just going down a checklist now as if we're compatible. Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Check, check, check. Pits and tits. Um, <laughs> I mean, and again, in terms of like accessibility, that's really easy because like, yeah, it's right. That's a perfect height too, right? Yeah, you just shove if you're it. in sitting. Yeah, but I also like laying down. I like smothering someone in it. So as I'm laying next to them. I can see all the ageless problems of you saying you want to smother a disabled person. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> not, <laughs> not really smother them. Not, not Kind of like breath control, though, because you're taking away a little bit of their oxygen. But, I mean, that's, I mean that's, that we can, let's make that an accessible thing. So you would want to check in with your partner about, like, hey, <laughs> do you, as part of your disability, do you have, like, breathing stuff? Because... In the moment, in of the course. Scene. But you just asked me what I'm into. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like obviously, check with your check with the disabled person before you. Obviously. Because, <laughs> but yes, you can smother me all you like. It's okay. See, totally. I, I knew you would be into it. Here for that. Um, 
I'm trying to think of like what other sexy stuff I've seen you do. And oh. I'm big ti- I'm big time into kissing. I mean, that that to be really honest with you, that's one of the most uncomfortable things that I can do because I don't have to do much. My body doesn't have to really be involved. And just your mouth. Like, pretty much. I, the, my running joke is, and I think I said it on your show a couple weeks ago, my running joke is, I sure can't walk, but I can use milk. There you go. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, I I play with that because I think I think mouse play for me is really much more erotic than other stuff because I can use my mouth more. So, I mean, I'm really into kissing, and I think that's – it also – for me, as a disabled person who doesn't really have a lot of intimate connection outside of people that I that I work with or sex workers that I work with, I don't. I've never been in relationships and never had like kissing just because somebody wanted to. So those moments are really important to me because they're so rare. So yeah, I would yeah. totally agree with that. Because it, it, it is an intimate act, so it would bring up an intimacy. But I can make it less intimate because I also like ball gags and kissing a boy through a ball gag. I mean, <laughs> I would try anything you wanted to try with me, no question. But I would also be like, can we be friends after it? I have lost my train of thought because I keep staring at me and, and having feelings. Sorry uh, about that. Oh, this is a great question. So you asked me... In your questionnaire, you asked me like um, if it was appro- if it was appropriate or inappropriate to incorporate medical equipment like crutches or gauze in the play, and I loved this because I wanted to like explore how the ableism might come to be about that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, well, I I love gauze as one of my go-to bondage things because it's really extremely comfortable and it's super strong. So if you tie somebody's limbs together with gauze, I'm talking like the ace bandage, yeah. um, it's way more comfortable than rope. And I, I, I've just always loved it. You might, if you, were, if you were with, I mean, I think there might be some, there could be some ableism around that, only if it's like, if you're trying to dehumanize the person, like, you know, make fun of no me. more so than an able-bodied person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, if you, if you I mean, to... able-bodied people, I'm constantly trying to dehumanize <laughs> in my sex act. So, I mean, it's got to be full equality, right? If they, if they had like medical trauma stuff, again, I think all of this would be really good to do before you fuck. Like, have it. Like, you should do a thing where you like sit down with daddy and be like, okay, let's. Mark off a checklist, checklist of the things you might be triggered by, and then I won't do them. Like I think I want, and I've always said that's like storyboarding your sex. You want to sit down with the person you're gonna fuck, and I've done this with able-bodied lovers who've never been with a disabled guy, and been like, "What are you scared of helping me with? What are you uncomfortable with?" I really get them to tell me like what their deal is, so that I know when we mess around how much I have to help them, how much I have to guide them, and you might want to do the same, and especially around medical stuff. Be like, "Hey, do you have?" medical trauma in your life that I should know about before we, before I start throwing gods at you and say, let's do this. <laughs> also, force of clamps and um, uh, speculums. Ooh. So, when are you flying to Toronto is my question. Um, no, I'm sorry? When are you flying here is my question. <laughs> How fast can you get a flight? Force of clamps are my favorite for nipples, but I also like a speculum for spreading asses. 
I have no segue into that except <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wrong. Is that wrong? <laughs> no, I think it's. I think that it's it's super kinky. Um, I wanted to ask you about the the other part of that question, which was the the crutches. So, mm, right. from a kinky standpoint, like where where does the crutch come in? Like, why do you like so, it? Um, so like one of my favorite bondage, because I do a lot of bondage, I tie up uh, people a lot. So one of my favorites, especially on a really muscular sub, is putting a pole behind their neck that um, I can tie their wrists and arms and biceps to in a line. And for me, having a crutch would actually be the perfect bondage instrument for a position like that. So, because when I first read it, I was like, is he... No, I'm not going to fuck you with a crutch. I mean... Is that what you're thinking? I mean, <laughs> because I'm disabled and I consent to that, I would say sure. But, no, my thought was like, my thought was like, is, do you want to get in some weird disability role play stuff that was uncomfortable? Like, did you want... I was When I read it, my first thought was, did you want to do like... Oh no, Johnny came back from the war and can't use his legs anymore. Oh no, no, I wasn't thinking that at all. I'm just thinking of it as a bondage tool. Because I was definitely um, about to be like, if if you want to do Johnny came back from the war, we have to have a discussion about how. Like, no, no, please don't. Wait, do is, that. is that a thing? Oh, it's definitely a thing. Like most uh, disabled porn right now is like, oh no, Johnny, you came back from the war and I'm your nurse and you can't move and I'm gonna like make you feel better. And so there's a whole bunch of like. Oh, my God, I had no idea. There's a whole bunch of, like, really weird, really dark, really... So is like, that offensive, or is that... I mean, I think it is, viewed? because I think it is, because, like, it's perpetuating the idea that Johnny is a poor, poor soul that can't, like, right. take care of himself, and this, like, beautiful buxom nurse has yeah. to come in and, like, make it all better, and, like, oh, okay, so then I don't like that so much, so, but I think, yeah, if you're just using the crutch as another as another prop for the bondage play, and it's not directly related to, to oh, you're disabled and I'm going to disable you now, or I'm going to have you, like, play a disabled person, then I don't I don't see this being a problem. Uh, yeah, okay. That's my favorite. I just, <laughs> when I'm in a room, all I do is look around the room for things to tie to. <laughs> so if, if there's a crutch laying in the corner, I'm definitely going to use it somehow. <laughs> I mean, I think you'd actually be a great attendant care worker, like a, somebody that helps somebody do personal care because of your kink experience. You know how to be uber adaptable really fast. So you might be like a great, if somebody needs somebody to wipe their ass and you are the person, you might know how to, like, it sounds like because you've had to adapt and, like, like be really quick on your feet about kink and, like, all that stuff, you could really help somebody if they need it. So kink might be a good skill for you to... Home. Oh, okay. Should somebody Good need you, you can say, "Oh yeah, I can just I because if, if I can MacGyver a ball gag for somebody, I know how to help. I'm down to help you." And so, like, just something I thought of when we were talking. Yeah, no, I'm definitely down for the MacGyver bondage stuff. I mean, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> um, so, do you have any? Again, I love asking you just silly questions that you may be afraid to ask me, but here we are. Because I love posing that to you because you've come up with really cool stuff so far. Anything about disability that you're, like, so curious about that maybe I can answer for you? Uh, it's so curious. 
Um, I, I don't know. I think that, that's it. Like, like I said, there's there's a um, escort out here uh, called Mickey Blue Eyes, who's who was a Marine. He probably did have his leg blown off in the the war, um, or in the military because he he tells that he was uh, in the Marines. Um, super built, and I, I've known people who have hired him, and um. I don't know why I find it really sexy. Is it is it wrong to fetishize that? Um, it just I, it, to a point, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to a, but no, I think to a point, like like more more of it is also about his body, but kind of the overcoming a disability to promote himself as a piece of meat for hire mm, kind of is sexy to me too i don't know why i mean that might be his own narrative for me he's on my face and i kind of went mm, the minute you said overcoming i was like oh god like sure. for, for and for him that might work for me personally i would be like like when i do disability stuff and when we fuck you'll not you'll you'll understand notice i said when instead of if. uh you'll notice that like i am very I lean to my disability identity super hard. Mm-hmm. So if I'm with somebody, I'll want them to call me a sexy cripple or like a sexy gimp or like, you know, I'll want them to play on the fact that I am very disabled. The okay. whole idea of overcoming in the disability narrative is really kind of dangerous because it turns us into these supernatural humans that have done like this great feat. And we've, uh, beaten, we've like beaten disability down and it's no longer an issue anymore, which in reality, that's I mean, so I get I get why like the sexy narrative is sexy, but like I just think for me personally, I would much rather have you come in and be the daddy that like plays with the fact that I'm disabled and like again doesn't dehumanize me. Well, does to a point, but that's <laughs> just the right amount. Yeah, and but then like you know we you wouldn't make it so that my disability was something that you would use as a tool against me, if that makes sense, or use as a tool. Like, you wouldn't take, you wouldn't take, like, this inspiration, inspirational view of, like, wow, look at him, he overcame. And, like, that's, the minute you said overcome, my brain was like, oh, no. But I get it. I understand why you why you would feel that way. Well, yeah, it, 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 I guess maybe it would be just different, too, is if you were born disabled and had lived with it your entire life, and then, what I was viewing, like you asked me what, how I would feel. Uh, yeah, I would have to change my lifestyle because I'm an able-bodied person to be disabled. So for me, that would be, I guess it overcomes the wrong word, but it would definitely be a huge adaption curve that I would have to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, you know, I think the overcoming narrative in disability is – so prevalent, so that's why the minute you said it, I went, oh. But, yeah, like, but I was thinking more, he hadn't always been disabled. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I he think, used it as a positive. Like, I think you're right. I think those narratives are completely different. For me, being born disabled, it's like literally, it's literally part of my DNA. So, right. like, it is, it is, it makes me who I am. So, I totally love that. Some of it's context. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Most of disability rights is context, actually. <laughs> the more and more I do the work, the more and more I realize it's contextual, totally. Uh, th- so, this was such a fun interview, and I I loved, first of all, I wanted to sit down with you forever, so like my 
fucking gay dreams have come true. Yeah. Um, I just think you're awesome. How can the people support you, get a hold of you? Um, I am everywhere at mrchristopher.com. I have a fan platform like just for fans and is my guy that he wants to me to be kinky, porny, porny kinky. You can see us there uh, or me there. And then uh, I have a YouTube show with Pup Amp called What's the Safe Word on YouTube. And we also have a podcast called What's Your Safe Word on iTunes and Spotify. I was on one of those things. <laughs> yes, you were on What's Your Safe Word, the podcast. Um, I've been, I, it was just so fun to sit down with you and to explore all this stuff with you. And I hope you learned some stuff about disability today. Oh, I okay. did. Thank you. You're a huge eye-opener. Oh, well. And, and what I like the most is you make it comfortable to talk about. So for me, I really, especially when I get into some of these um, issues that I truthfully hadn't thought about, just I'm a cis white male who has just floated through life, <laughs> and now I am um, with this puppy, and we are talking to everyone, all genders, non-binary, da da it's it's all new to me. I'm constantly learning, and uh, but you're also afraid of saying the wrong thing and offending. Um, I yeah. love it when people say the wrong thing, not because I want to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I got that. <laughs> no, I love it so much because like my job as an edu- as a sex educator and especially as a disability educator is to find out where you said something that you then maybe you feel uncomfortable with, and really get you to interrogate it in the nicest way. Like, why do you feel that way? Where did it come from? How do we... You like to interrogate. Maybe you're the dumb. I mean... Yeah. You don't have me in bed yet. You don't know what I like to do. Uh, (laughs) But no, I think, you know, I think... Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. Um, I think that, uh, you know, those questions are so valuable. And I think the discomfort you have, we don't... We tend to shy away from the discomfort quicker than if we we wade into it. And so the fact that you want to go there with people is really cool. And the fact that you, I made you feel comfortable makes me feel good because these are the conversations, especially in (laughs) what you can't see is that I'm mesmerized by his nipples, audience. Um, I'm I'm playing with my nipples while he tries to wrap up the show. Yeah, I can't. It's really hard. (laughs) Uh, I bet it's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what you listen to is me and Mr. Christopher flirt for an hour just now. So this was, I love this, this episode. I love talking to you, and I'd love to have you back sometime. Yeah, i come anytime. Okay, I will come anytime. I'm sure you would. <laughs> well, thanks so much for today, and we'll Thank talk to you, you so soon. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. All right, that was another episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories, a part of the Wheels on the Ground Network. I'm really, really happy you came to this one. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.drewgerza.com and you can follow me on all my socials at, at DrewGerza. So Instagram and Twitter at DrewGerza. You can also follow the podcast at DisAskDarkPod on Twitter. Remember, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us a little bit about why you want to be on the show, and we'd love to have you. The show is, again, no longer just a sex and disability podcast. We want to talk to you about everything. So drop us a line. We'd absolutely love to hear from you.
Remember, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and pledge as little as $1 a month or as much as $5 a month or more to keep a bright light shining on these stories. I'm your host, Drew Gerza, your disabled daddy. Thank you so much for listening to this Wheels on the Ground production, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye! Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Drew Gerza and Wheels on the Ground Productions. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright 2020-2021